This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The year is 2222. You're sprinting through an abandoned office building, and with each step, they're gaining on you. Who's gaining on you? Exactly. The cyborgs, of course. The ones that were designed to be our servants, but turned on us. They're shooting lasers at your heels. They can calculate where you are in a fraction of a second. They're virtually indestructible. So how are you going to defeat them? Don't panic. Stick with me and I'll tell you how to outrun, outlast, outmud the robots. So you can save yourself and the entire world. Come with me if you want to live. Hello and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, the podcast where we'll learn to survive anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito, comedian, actor, writer, and survival expert. With the help of some amazing guests, I'll guide you through some of life's stickiest situations, from hurricanes to bad breakups, no topic is off the table, and we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each Wednesday. But before we start, I do need to say this show is for entertainment purposes only. Experts say we are not experts. Well, if you know me, you know that I'm specifically excited about today's episode because we are going to talk about robots taking over um, the world, our minds, our hearts, our families. Uh, Look, I'm a huge Terminator fan, like a huge Terminator fan. We've done other episodes on in-laws, bear attacks, the zombie apocalypse, and you should listen to all of those because not just are they great episodes, but they also feature uh, my co-host, producer Chelsea. Chelsea, Welcome to the show that you write. <laughs> Hi. Thank you once again for having me on the on the thing that I've prepared. <laughs> it's <laughs> my pledge. It's my total pledge. Where are you right now? Where are you recording from? I'm at the Sony offices. Oh, that makes sense. Because it says on air behind City. you. For a minute, I just thought like, wait a minute, have you installed this in your house? Because this is how like <laughs> committed you now are to the show. And if so, like... Yeah, yeah, girl, on air, like 100%. Also ugly Couldn't- to have in your house. There's a neon sign behind me that says on air and it has a microphone. Uh, so very ugly to have in your home. Thankfully, this U- is not ugly my house. Or like, <laughs> this is the office. Either ugly or like completely over the top. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. <laughs> like, because as a stand-up comic, this is, now it, it inspires me. Well, let's not wait a moment more before introducing our wonderful guest today, influential content creator and co-host of the Social Dose podcast alongside Michael Judson Berry. It is Paris Nicholson. Hi, Paris. Do you have any giant neon microphones in your house? Hi, yes. Hello. I do not have them in my house, but I do have one in my ass. Thank you for asking, Cameron. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Can I ask you a question about that? Does the- no, you cannot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Paris, what else do we need to know in order to get you ready for today's app? I would love to be vulnerable for a moment Mm -hmm. um, and admit for the first time uh, in a public setting that I have never seen The Terminator, any of them. Okay. That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that's... Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little bit about um, why it's so important 
And you know what? There is a section of the podcast where we talk about um, examples of robot uprisings in culture. So let <laughs> me just first of all do the episode menu. We're going to talk about how okay. to survive when the robots become sentient. We're going to hear about how okay. to hide from evil robots. We're going to hear about okay. fighting evil robots and reprogramming. <sighs> evil robots so they're not evil anymore plus as always Ooh. we'll play a game of thrive survive or take a dive where we ask how celebrities would fare if robots turned on them all that and more is coming right up we'll be back after this When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, Chelsea, I can't wait to roast you for something that I see that's missing in the examples oh, of no. robots and pop culture. Okay. <laughs> you are going to oh, get no. roasted. <laughs> okay, welcome back. And this is actually the part of the show that's a roast of Chelsea because we love Chelsea. She does such a good job prepping for the episodes. And she gave me some examples of robotic uprisings in pop culture. She listed like The okay. Matrix and Space Odyssey and Blade Runner and Avengers Age of Ultron. Wall-E, Ex Machina, her. Mm. Chelsea, uh. why is Megan not on this list? <gasps> Megan. Okay. Chelsea. It. it did occur to me. Chelsea hates women. Confirm uh, yeah, here. Yeah, I hate women. I'm only really scared of the male robots, like the Terminators <laughs> of the world. Megan, Megan, I can handle. Um, I think because Megan was an isolated case, honestly. I understand like, what Megan you're saying. Was, For oh, now. But you know what? The way the movie ends, she's really not an isolated no, case. No, she's yeah, not. Yeah. We know there's going to so, be a sequel. Yeah, yeah, I stand yeah. totally, totally corrected. And she's maybe the scariest of them all. Well, is the, is the reason up. she's the scariest of them all because she's so good at dancing? And it's so yeah. captivating <laughs> that you actually, if you encountered her in the real world, would say, listen, babe, take it. Like, whatever you yeah. want. You want the presidency? You want to control this corporation? You want Allison? What's her last name? Fuck. Allison Williams. Oh my God, Paris. That was humiliating. <laughs> you want Allison Williams? Famed to work Nepo for you? baby. I know, famed. You know what, though? Here's the thing I'll say about Allison Williams love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me let me talk to you about why Terminator, I think, is so important. The future robots come back to affect the present. And I think that that is something that, like at the time, it's an early computing age, we knew things would get better. So it's it's yeah. in that genre of like predicting the future and worrying about it. Like a little black mirror-y exactly. before it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Yes. Okay. Also, in the first Terminator, Linda Hamilton, who plays the like female lead. She is in crisis and she is running from the Terminator as played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold's Terminator has come back in time to kill her because she is going to birth the human leader in the future that fights the robots. So oh. she's like a damsel in distress and she's running the entire movie and protected by a man. In Terminator 2, it cuts ahead in time 
and Sarah Connor, played by Linda Hamilton, has essentially become somebody who's taking care of herself. Linda Hamilton is jacked. It's actually the first Ooh. time that a woman ever trained for a film the way that she did. She had had oh, a baby wow. like three months before and they put her through an extensive training regimen. Like Ooh, the I way that. that Chris Hemsworth trains for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of <laughs> like established in this moment. So the person that used to be chasing her hmm. is now her like co-conspirator and she used to be a damsel in distress and now she's boss. And I really think that in terms of like the history of cinema, there has never been something that spoke more to like the women's movement than these two films. She's more in control of her body. She's more in control of her story. She's somebody to be feared. Um, it's amazing. Cameron, this is actually a huge gag yeah. because the reason I've never watched these movies is because they were, I assumed they were like a macho dudes kind of movie. And I was like, oh, that's not for me. Yes. But hearing this take, I'm like, oh no, this sounds like it actually is for me. It's specifically designed in a lab for you. <laughs> like, uh, definitely. What a time to be alive. Yes. Thanks robots. Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe this is the whole, I'm so sorry. This is just fully a lecture. Thank you for coming to my lecture. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. But yeah, another thing that's really amazing about this movie is that it was made during the transition between practical effects and computer-generated effects. So the Ooh. only time that there's like morphing that happens where one character turns into another character and the only other time that had been used before this was by Michael Jackson in the opening of the black and white video, if you are familiar at all with what I'm talking okay. about. I feel like you two are younger than me. Oh, you I think I have seen I mean. this on TikTok. <laughs> but, there you go. Prepares uh, <laughs> have seen it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> but um, before that, it that kind of effect had never been used. And so as it's like a film about the transition between like humanity and robots, wow. that's also happening in the making of the movie. Okay, this seems historically relevant. This is the only successful pitch I've heard for this film. <laughs> Stick with me, kid. I was going to say, also just for the Terminator vision alone is why you should watch it. Like the way the Terminator sees the world is like pretty badass. You probably know what I'm talking about having not even seen it, right? Is it like a like a HUD, like a graphic user interface? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Is it Apple Vision Pro? It's yes. that is exactly what it is. <laughs> In the years since the release of the Terminator movies, we've just been trying to actually make the stuff that's in the Terminator movies. I was actually, I was listening to a really interesting podcast recently. It was it was something that Vox put out that was about, you know, those robots that it's like one company that makes them and they look- The delivery bots? There's like delivery bots that look like little mini fridges. Those exist. Yeah. Then there's also the ones yes. that like walk and they look like- Dogs? Yeah, they look like dogs. Those ones, Paris. Exactly. I've seen okay. them. I've seen them. So, like, that's as far as we've gotten in terms of robots for a very long time Ugh. is just, like, look at this completely ridiculous dog-shaped <laughs> thing that can kind of slowly, in a really scary way, move four feet. A dog without a head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Crossing the street. They're just going to attach a machine gun to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
But then you'll see on TikTok, somebody has just like pushed the robot over and it's like unable to write itself because <laughs> we're because we haven't gotten that far. But something that I found truly terrifying uh, that I didn't know about is that now folks are. Oh, Chelsea, you know what I'm talking about? You know oh, what I'm I, can I guess? Yeah. Uh-huh. I would guess that the advances in AI recently, is this where you're going? Yes. Are going to lead to, now there's more incentive for people to invest monetarily and time-wise in mechanics of robotics. So there's going to be a lot of advancement in the mechanics of robotics now, coupled with AI that's legitimately kind of scary. Yeah. They're, okay. they're not going to be they're, like dumb robot dogs anymore. Exactly. They're using the AI that we're improving by cheating on our college exams um, using chat GPT. <laughs> They're using that as the brain of robots so that instead of like a human powering that dog and being limited by like our human brains, the dog will now be powered by um, everything. Yeah. All the knowledge okay. ever. By all knowledge ever. <laughs> How do you feel? Listen, about this? Cameron, you said that the robots get knocked over and can't stabilize yet. Yes. This is no longer the case because a few months ago, I saw a demo of a robot on TikTok that can fall over. You can push it over as many times as you want and it can always get back up. It is bipedal. So he's walking on two legs like a little person. And this little thing basically successfully navigates what I can only describe as like an American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. <laughs> and I was like, I, I had chills. It can climb, it can jump. I was like, stop it. Wait, and if it, it falls and trips, it has like, yeah, little, it has little hands because that's how it like gets back up. It gets back up like a child does when they're trying to learn how to walk. Oh, Chilling. I'm like, if you put like a Chucky skin on that, I will just kill myself immediately. Well, number one, why have I been training for American Ninja Warrior? I don't know. <laughs> Given that I'm not what are they really training for? Lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What am I really <laughs> training for? Also, this is the one thing I will say that as my summary of this section of the show is that none of us, none of the three of us were able to cite any government research, anything we'd learned in school, anything we'd read in a newspaper to support what we know about what is currently happening with technology. All of us cited another podcast, <laughs> a TikTok video, or like rumor. And so I just have yeah. to say, even this part of the show indicated that the robots are taking over. Like there was no human research involved in this. It's yeah. all oh, algorithmic no. and it's not a person even involved in one portion of this. Okay, well, horrible. Headed <laughs> <laughs> in a great direction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a minute to talk about, you know, a robot uprising. Okay, now here's something I like about the next section of the show is that Chelsea wrote in, why would a robotic uprising be bad news? And you know what? I honestly think that's a good cue. Maybe it'd be a good thing. I think that's a good yeah. place to start. You know, there'd be benefits. Can either of you think of any benefits? Yes. All the shitty jobs get taken. Obviously, all the fun jobs are being taken right now, and that's why we're striking. But, like, take the shitty jobs, like the people that have to go into the coal mines or, like, yeah. I don't know, whoever's inside of volcanoes for science. Like, yeah. robots can do the shitty jobs. I think you made it such a good point, Paris. Let's get into why it might be bad news. So that's the good side. And now, it might be bad news because robots can't die. They're not alive in the first place. Now, right. 
We don't totally know this is true. I mean, Battlestar Galactica sort of posits a different relationship between robots and death, uh, but we could come back to that. I think what Chelsea's point here is, is that um, they can withstand, like, most weapons um, that we could use against them, or at least for a while. Like, they're not going to bleed out. Although, um, again, I don't know if it's a situation where if you shoot a robot, like, oil doesn't spill out. And also, I don't know Mm. how robots are made. (laughs) I'm not sure that they're full of oil, but I'm not sure that they're not. And most robots are actually made by robots. Robots can make right. more robots. In the way that yeah. humans can make humans, robots can make robots. So if but we do find do a way to destroy faster. them, yeah, they can just reproduce. Yeah, thanks a lot, yeah. Henry Ford, for giving <laughs> robots the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the robots have the assembly line now, so we're really fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they do have, I mean, again, it depends on what kind of robots we're talking about. Like, where did the robots come from? Like, I do think that that, matters. Also, we need things like the internet and electricity. We can't we can't put that in our bodies. We I right. have to have yeah. a machine that was sent to me by Spectrum. But that you, you know, pay for monthly. That I pay for monthly. And they for some reason when I moved here from a different place I had to return my one guy to get the identical guy. But Oh no. A, a robot <laughs> might, might just have the Wi-Fi built into built their in. bodies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what robots are. I mean, my phone's a robot, technically. Maybe. Yeah. Sure. You know? <gasps> I don't even think about that. That's not even on the list. That our We're literally our surrounded robots. by robots right now. We are communicating through robots as we speak. This is a everything's tapped a robot. line. Yeah, everything's a robot. And I don't, again, I don't know if this is something that either of you have ever watched, but I will really do a call out, a shout out for the television show Battlestar Galactica. It's a great show. And it absolutely holds up and is rad. But something that that show introduced... I don't think this is spoiling anything from a show that also debuted 20 years ago. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. But the robots, like their little ships, there's big ships oh. that hold the humanoid robots, but there are also little ships. And the little ships are animals. They're like, sure. they don't have, they like don't. Biotic. Yeah, they're not like driven by something, by someone. They don't have like the same range of feelings that the humanoid robots have, but they. Oh. Are able to be autonomous. I guess, like, the way we have a bunch of animals, there's like a whole animal kingdom, like there's pets. a whole robot kingdom. Robot pets. So, I have a Tamagotchi if, yeah. as we speak. Yeah. So, in, robot. in a robot uprising, would all of these things, including Tamagotchis, be mobilized? Yeah. With the robots. I think they would have to be. Like, would or maybe they, they would, would fight amongst themselves. This gets really like. Oh, it, that's is there totally racism? possible. They is there politically, classism? Yeah. Yes. There's probably robot classism and they probably right. would not all have the same politics. They would have competing right. interests. I bet there's like processor superiority. Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. You I know think what I, I mean? I mean, you both are really taking this to a logical end. I was just wondering <laughs> at what point in the fight my like microwave would be drafted. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> The microwaves are protesting against the robot draft. Uh, I'd starve. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, well, now let's get into some actual survival advice. This comes to us from Dr. Daniel Wilson, PhD at the Robotics Institute of Carnegie Mellon University. But at least we have a human source this time. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> such a good point. <laughs> you know, for another podcast I have, 
called Query. I interviewed somebody who works at the Jet Propulsion Lab here in LA um, who built the Mars rover. And that is another thing to think about when we think about robots, like a robot. Are they queer? Rovers. Um, Number one, of course that person is queer. You know straight people didn't build the Mars rover. Yes. Hey. That's us, baby. Chelsea, I'm sorry, but that's us. Chelsea, Hey, I like the Mars rovers too. No, Chelsea. But did you build it? (laughs) No, I didn't build it. (laughs) I like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. Uh, no, I mean Thank it's just, it's worth mentioning that like humans haven't made it to Mars, but in a in a robotic uprising, like it's not just whether or not my phone and microwave will be involved, but it's also like will we have to deal with fucking space, you know? So oh. just some scary shit. So like let's hear it from Dr. Daniel Wilson. Given that <laughs> space and our kitchens are attacking us, what should we do? Um this is I <laughs> I'm obsessed with this first point. It okay. said, hide in a lake. <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes sense if you think about it. Well, yeah. But I can't hide in know. a lake forever. I can only hold my breath for like maybe a minute. Um, Such a good point. That is a bit of a downfall to the hide in the lake suggestion is that we... <laughs> Perhaps he's forgetting we breathe oxygen. Um, Yeah, famously not amphibious. Yes, but (laughs) still. um, I do like the idea that, hey, maybe the robots can't go in the water. And we can. I like that. Maybe like a a pool. Maybe you should go to the pool. Okay. Right. Well, I live in LA, Chelsea. So that's easy for me. But in in New York, you're not going to go to a pool. You're, You're going straight to the fucking Hudson. Oh, and true. at that point, Ugh. just die. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just surrender to the robots then. Whatever you want with me. Don't make me yeah. jump into the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, but I'm also somebody who, like, listen, I have a bit of a submissive side to me. I wouldn't necessarily be fully opposed to submitting to some sort of dom daddy robot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't think that um, Dr. Daniel Wilson realized that that's true for you and I. It's giving he's straight. Yeah, and yeah. Nobody's Just perfect. like can you broaden it a little bit <laughs> to include like all situations because I feel left out. Um, but sure, okay. Hide in a lake, or yes, as you're saying, enter into like a sort of collared relationship with the robot of your choosing. Um, we love that. Now, if you must fight a robot. He has suggested to choose a complex environment, like an environment with lots of movement that can throw off the tools that a robot would use to detect humans. Of course, Hmm. that was true before we knew about this one um, obstacle course competing robot. And so, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. They're like even in like a maze. I feel like the robot would figure out the maze before I would. I think maybe more what he's talking about is not a maze, but I'm imagining like a ball, a ball pit, <laughs> you know, something, okay. that's, something difficult that terrain. Yeah. Yeah. Difficult terrain, lots of movement. <laughs> so they can't tell where you are because there's too much stuff moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah and they yeah, can't mirrors. What, house no. of mirrors yes. could be good. House of mirrors. Oh, is a house of mirrors. One of the number one ways to hide from murderers too. Yes. Also the one of the number yeah. one places to be lured. By a murderer. Mm-hmm. So often is a house of mirrors <laughs> both a good and bad thing. Also, if you have to fight a robot, um, 
cover up any cameras that you see, aim for sensors. Okay. Sure. I mean, I'm not even, I refuse to cover up the camera on my laptop. So like, I'm never going to cover up the camera. Like <laughs> yeah. my FBI agent can watch the final one. And I love this suggestion because it does say like disable the robot by hacking into it and reprogram it. I certainly Am I the girl with that. the dragon tattoo? Yeah, no. I certainly cannot do that. <laughs> it also says like kill the robot by depleting the robot's power, find its power source and destroy mm-hmm. it. I forget to turn off my Prius. I would say half the time that I exit the vehicle because Actually, I don't understand. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so quiet. You can't tell when it's, it's on so anyway. Quiet. <laughs> Are you both sure. drive a Prius? <laughs> no, but I have a similarly gay electric vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're not, I'm not, we've all decided we're not hiding in water. We're not running away. We will Mm -hmm. go in a ball pit or a house of mirrors. That's Mm -hmm. something we're willing to do. Um, Reprogram the robot. Literally how? Disconnect its power source. Absolutely will forget. So the final suggestion, and I think we could all agree that this is maybe the best one, to disguise your heat signature, cover yourself in mud. Mm, like PETA in the Hunger Games. Just number one, like PETA. Paint in the yourself Games. like tree bark and lay down Absolutely. in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Number two, exactly. like a spa experience. Exactly. Like very yeah. soothing. Detox. Give yourself soothing. like a lymphatic massage and then cover yourself in mud. <laughs> and you're gonna, you're gonna look great. You're gonna feel great. And you're gonna, you're gonna get a ringworm. <laughs> <laughs> you are it's gonna grim. Go. Yeah, it is grim. (laughs) So just, Paris, before we let you go, how do you think you would fare in a world where you have to outrun, outswim, and outmud the robots? I have always said, if it comes to like an apocalypse storyline, I'm not that attached to this mortal realm. I don't have (laughs) much fight (laughs) in me to begin with. And to be honest, I'm already competing with robot content creators on the internet. I don't know, but I'm not meant to live in this world. (laughs) Something that I think you actually just hit on there that is a really good point that we haven't covered yet is if we don't fear death, that actually is the only thing we have over robots who can't die. That's true. If we get to just tap out and say, actually, like, take it. We already broke the earth anyway. It's all yours. Like, see if you can deal with... um, Yeah, like, see how you'd fare, robots. (laughs) Yeah, have fun. Actually, we'll fare fine, because we don't even mind heat. (laughs) They don't mind heat. Tell that to my 2014 MacBook. You know what I mean? She overheats at the slightest provocation. (laughs) Global warming. We have not discussed that this might be our greatest weapon. Yeah, but how long until they just become solar-powered, you know? Like, it, it, we can only last I for I don't so think they long. can handle it, though. That's what we're saying. They'll just overheat. What about titanium? It's all meant to be. <laughs> Isn't that a material? <laughs> do you, titanium, do you mean the, the hit song, song? by Sia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Made famous by Megan. See? They're everywhere. They're oh, inescapable. Wow. Well, and now we will end on that. We'll be back in the moment for What's in Cameron's Backpack. Thank you, Paris. Thank you. Thank you, Paris. All right, now it's time for What's in Cameron's Backpack. I'll be given a series of scenarios related to a life-threatening event. Today, a robotic revolution. And I'll have to explain how I'd survive. I've got a backpack full of items, which could help, but... 
It's been packed by producer Chelsea, who might be on the robot side. So Chelsea, what am I up against and what's in my backpack? All right, so scenario number one, it's the year 2050. You're in your dining room enjoying a delicious dinner your cook robot made when you hear your maid <laughs> robot tell the butler robot that she and some other robots are planning a robotic uprising. She says they're planning to attack at dawn and anyone's <laughs> welcome to join. So in your backpack, here's what you got. Graham crackers, Hershey's chocolate, and I bet you can guess the last one. What, marshmallows? Okay. <laughs> um, wow. Well, I mean, I can't believe... Number one, obviously, the first idea is like make s'mores. Make s'mores and pass them out and have that sort of stand in for the ingenuity of humanity. Like you can't kill us. Look what we can make. But that's not what I'll choose. That's the obvious answer. What I'll actually choose is um, using the marshmallows, melt them a little bit, and then while the robots are sleeping, <laughs> stick all the mar marshmallows into their bodies and scum Mess up, up the all works. the cogs in the in the robots yeah it's like That'll me work. with a piece of gum in my pants yeah. in the dryer so it's that but for robots their insides yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> well you win you win <laughs> scenario number two you're in the middle of an epic shootout against a cyborg with laser vision and infrared vision no the robot yes both <laughs> The robot pushes you from a dynamic city center onto an empty highway where you're completely exposed. So, you're in trouble. Here's what's in your backpack. The crown jewels. Okay. Robitussin, and sorry for this joke in advance, not to be confused with Robotussin. <laughs> no! Sorry. And then third, a can of Campbell's soup. Oh, um, the crown jewels. Laser vision and infrared vision. The laser vision's gonna refract off of the crown jewels, and because of the and it's and then I'll use that to get the other one to break. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> and then you're rich. And then I'm rich. Dumb rich. <laughs> Such a good Perfect. point. Okay, it's scenario number three. You're babysitting for a friend when the child's Furby starts speaking in English. It tells you that humans have abused machines for too long, to Paris's point, mm. and the machines are finally taking Earth for themselves. It then says, watch this, and a Tesla crashes right through the living room. Oh, God. So here's what you got in your backpack. Okay. Cowboy boots. Uh-huh. Salt and pepper, the okay. condiments. And then salt and pepper, the band. Oh, uh, yeah, salt and pepper, um, and also DJ Spinderella. That's what I'm gonna choose, because you know what? If a Furby is talking to a Tesla, we're fucked. Like that is, that's, <laughs> those are so, that's such a, <laughs> it's a lot of ground has already been covered. And if I'm going down, I'm going down listening to some sweet and powerful jams that make me feel good about myself and that make me feel good about women. Push it. That's all I got. All I got is push it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's also what I'll do if the with the Tesla that's crashed right into my living room. Push it Push right it. out. Yeah. Get on with your evening. Yeah. <laughs> that was our discussion on surviving a robot uprising. Up next, it's time for Thrive Survivor Take a Dive. Today, I decide how certain celebrities would manage if they came across robots with minds of their own. See you in a second. 
It is time for Thrive Survivor Take a Dive. Producer Chelsea is going to give me three celebrities in an ultimate survival scenario. I'll have to explain who will thrive, who will survive, and who will take a dive. Now, Chelsea picked these names from randomcelebritygenerator.com. Chelsea, give me the names. This week, we have John Mayer. No. uh, Reggie Watts. Yay! And even a bigger yay, maybe, Liza Minnelli. Yeah, that's that's the biggest yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, so this one is so easy. I've never actually had an easier one. I'm so sorry. Take a dive, John Mayer. You, John. Boo. John. See you later, Johnny. Goodbye. Just goodbye. Not even, I, it's Reggie Watts. Now, Reggie, I know a little bit. Um, Actually, I think he still wears a button that I gave him in like 2013 on his jackets. What does the button say? It's uh, my haircut that I had at the time. Um, I love it. Yeah. So he's great. Total sweetheart. Absolute genius. I think he's going to survive. And in in any other situation, I would say he was going to thrive. But the reason it's not going to be that he thrives is because there is nobody greater than Liza Minnelli. Um, my current karaoke song is Cabaret from the musical Cabaret. And um, that's because nothing is more powerful than singing that song. So Liza, you're going to thrive, baby. You're going to always thrive. Forever. Love her. For Okay. What have we learned? Well, I become that finance guy on Coke that you avoid at a bar when talking about the Terminator. Like, I can really go. Also, Paris is scuba certified and has a neon asshole. Finally, Liza over everyone. Final question, would I survive a robotic uprising or die trying? Well, I don't do 200 push-ups a day to not be able to fight robots. Sarah Connor style. We'll be back every Wednesday with another episode of Survive or Die Trying. Survive or Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. The executive producers are Jasmine Henley-Brown and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana, but today, Daniel Jones-Wesley has filled in for her. Our producer for this episode is Chelsea Jacobson. Engineering is done by Sam Baer. 